jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! So I uh, had to go out the other day uh-huh. to do some errands during the daytime. Like one does. You're a daywalker. As one used to in the before times. And here's the thing that hadn't even occurred to me in this whole pandemic time, but it has occurred to me now after I was walking down the sidewalk and I like couldn't see because the sun was so bright that I was like, ah, what? look out. Ah. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I thought, what if I'm turning into one of the crawlers from the descent? <laughs> With the goo dripping out of your mouth and everything. And mouth and everywhere. There's goo dripping out. Why are my they so eyes, gooey? My eyes are, you know, milking over. <laughs> At first, I worry that my hair is too out of control. And then, what if all my hair falls out and I'm just smooth all over? Oh. oh. I mean. Well, you sound you like know. you're ready for the fetish fair. I mean, what if you haven't heard from me in a while and you decide to come check on me? <laughs> and you open my door and I'm on the ceiling <laughs> in the corner. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! It could happen, so. <laughs> a, instead of the blood lake, it's just Blu-rays. It's just... <laughs> Dallas and Columbo and Poison Ivy in a pool of blood. I rise up out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, you could still have clothes on though, Stacey. (laughs) It's coming. This pandemic, they need a vaccine, let me tell you. Amityville 4 is on your head (laughs) as you lift up. I mean, all of this sounds exactly right. And then in the the pile, you spot the Green Inferno Blu-ray that I never told you about. I knew it! (laughs) And then I sink back down because somehow, even in this state, I still feel shame. You're so shame! And then just head goes... There's a little little bubble says you go back. Yep. <laughs> so I they need to shut the door. They need a vaccine. Stat. Well, Fauci says he said he's optimistic there might be one that might be fifty to seventy percent successful. <laughs> Maybe. Cool. But they don't know if Americans will have access to it until the end of next year. If we all or we most. don't we don't deserve it, really. Yeah, no. So what that means, right, is that the, the people that do have access to it will be the people that are keeping us in this situation. <laughs> I mean, in the famous words of 
either sleepwalkers or the people under the stairs. I still haven't decided. <laughs> no vegetables, no dessert. That's the rule. <laughs> sleepwalkers? People. <laughs> if you cannot wear a mask and behave yourself, then you don't deserve a vaccine. Thank you. So. Thank I just, I think of the vaccine, though, and I'm like, ooh, I can't wait for a vaccine. And then I remember that, like, I'm a poor person, you know. Yeah, and you're at the lowest rung of the social ladder. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, like, you're going to get one anyway, Stacey. Who do you think you are? What what country do you think you live in? Well, and Stacey, you know you need to be careful because my sister, my sister, you know, she's a suburbanite, and she's from the white half of the family. And she posted on the Facebook, she posted a petition that says that she is not going to take the vaccine. She's she's the pledged in this petition. She's not going to take that vaccine if it gets rushed through because it's going to contain um, it, it the mark of the beast. How? With nanobots. It said it's being encoded with nanobots that it's like a serial number to identify us, but it's also the mark of the beast. Inside Your fucking the social security number identifies you, okay? Like, yeah, and that's the, the mark people, of the beast, Stacey. All these people who are like, oh no, Bill Gates wants to... It's like, do you, you're posting this on Facebook. You yeah. have a social security number. You have a cell phone. You have you file your taxes. You have a car with insurance. Like, <laughs> what is there left to track? Stacy, logic does not work in this universe. All right, logic right. and sound arguments are not real in you the know, era of QAnon. <laughs> you know, I should know that logic logic does not work on me because. Do you know what I watched? Oh no. Last night. Oh, this is a new a new ordeal. Let's just say. I I can say now. Oh. With 100% accuracy and 10,000% shame that I have now seen two Eli Roth films. <gasps> Wait, did you watch the Earthquake one? He has an earthquake one? Oh, wait. Or did he just produce that? I was thinking the Aftershocks. Oh, no, no, no. No. I, I think watched... Lorenza Izzo's in that. Oh, yeah. Is she? I think oh. so. Well, maybe there's another Eli Roth film. <laughs> I mean, it's a disaster film. <laughs> I watched the Eli Roth film that we all, as a collective, decided to forget exists. And that film is Knock Knock. Oh, with Keanu Reeves. With Keanu Reeves and Lorenza Izzo and Ana de Armas. Wait, Lorenza Izzo's one of the two evil women mm-hmm. that show up to murder that poor man or whatever it's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the other one is Ana de Armas of what? Knives Out. <gasps> oh, I love her. The star yeah. of Knives Out who got no um, credit or name recognition anywhere in the movie because of all the other stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's actually the main character. So I wasn't going to, I said to myself, no, I'm not going to do this. But then I watched the trailer and at one point Lorenzo Inzo was in like a suit or something. And I said, well, this is relevant to my interests. <laughs> <laughs> I love this 
Lorenza Izzo World Apology Tour that you're on. <laughs> yeah. So then I went and I was like, all right, I'll rent it on my Xbox. And then it was to rent it was like $5. And then to buy it was like $7. So I was like, well. So now the two movies that I own in my Xbox library are Knock Knock and Brahms The Boy 2. <laughs> What is your iTunes or yeah, your library profile? <laughs> That's it. Those are my two movies that I just had to have. This exit box is just like, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bill Gates is like, I should have fucking put a tracker in that one. <laughs> that I watched the trailer and it looked like one, it was a remake, right? But they never really said that. And two, it was a um it looked like a symphony of misogyny. Well, now here's the thing, okay? When I went to rent it, I looked at some of the reviews and everybody was like, oh, the ending is terrible. This movie sucks and the ending is terrible. The ending is terrible. And I'm like, all these people hate the ending. Maybe that means these girls get away with it. And sure enough, it does. And here's the thing. Oh! Like, it's bad, right? It's a bad movie. But I think I liked it. (laughs) Wait, did you like it or did you like Lorenza Izzo? Both. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like they should, they know he's the he's the family man, and his wife and two kids go to the beach for the weekend. His artist wife goes to the beach with the kids for the weekend because he has to stay behind and do his architect work, you know. And then these two girls show up, and he lets them in because it's raining and they don't have a ride, etc., etc., etc. And then they start acting all sexy, and they're like, "Oh, you're isn't sex great?" And <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always say in the boudoir. Yeah, yeah. and of course, uh, one of them tells the story about like one time I was fucking this male model, and I caught him doing crunches in the mirror, and it was the gayest thing ever. <laughs> so you know, he gets that. Calling something gay in there, right? Well, he really gets the female psyche, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So they're coming on to this guy. They're like, oh, you're so amazing. Tell us about yourself. And he's like, well, you know, I used to be a DJ, but now I'm an architect. (laughs) And they're like, oh, you're so amazing. And so they finally, like, have sex with him all night. And then the next morning, he gets up, and they have just turned into, like, two monster women. Like, they have trashed his kitchen. They're just completely insane they're just the harpies in clash of the titans (laughs) yeah and so he's like get out of my house and they just start trashing stuff like his wife does these awful sculptures and they draw all they draw dicks all over the sculptures (laughs) just like trash his house and they finally he finally gets them out of the house and then they come back that night and they just fucking terrorize him they trap they completely demolish his house um, they write up like on on all of his wife's art. They write like your art sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like t- tie him up and torture him. One of them makes him have sex with them again, and they film it and they put it on his Facebook and all this other stuff. And finally, uh, they're like, you know, we thought you were going to be the first guy to say no. But they never say no. And now we have to go do this to somebody else. And so all they do is like go around and terrorize men. So and they leave. Femme terrorists, perfect queens. Yeah. So they were just like unholy terrorists. And, and Lorenza Izzo's one of them. 
And Lorenza is as one of them, and she does. She puts on his clothes. She's in like it looks. She looks good, you know. And Knives Out's one of them. And Knives Out is the other. And <laughs> and they just ruin his life completely, and then they leave, and then they go find someone else to do it to. I'm sorry. I'm... I'm living in the past. I just, I just keep hearing it's, ha- it's haunting me. Like it's spinning around my head like a cartoon person talking to me over and over. That I'm hearing the memory. <laughs> she puts on his clothes and it looks good, you know. <laughs> she does. How's Keanu Reeves? I really like him. I mean, he's Keanu Reeves. I said to myself, "Why That's what is I like Ke- Keanu Reeves is an executive producer of this film?" <laughs> And his wife, the woman who plays Keanu's wife, was the bitchy girlfriend in Green Inferno. And the guy who played Jonah is in it. It's like Green Inferno people. Wait, which one was Jonah? Oh, the one that got eaten? Yeah. So it was just like, it was like terror twins. Like, they're not sisters, they're not twins. But it was like terror twins going around and getting these guys to have sex with them and then ruining their lives. Wow. I mean, obviously people were upset about the ending yeah and i'm like this is all i wanted thank you wow yeah stacy <sighs> i'm mad at you <laughs> not anymore now i'm mad at myself now i might have to watch it because they sound cool yeah like except for the bad writing of their dialogue they sound fucking cool yeah i own knock knock <laughs> And hers may be soon to own Green Inferno. Listen. <laughs> In I your told blood. You they, I told you they need a vaccine. <laughs> Send this to Fauci to expedite <laughs> the process. Is, those scientists are going to be working 24 7. Yeah. After they listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, God, they've turned to Eli Roth films. <laughs> You are a one-woman disaster film all your own. That's fair. (laughs) And accurate. (laughs) I mean, we like to say that it was the witch that ushered in this new era, but maybe it was knock-knock. Listen, they were both 2015. Mm -hmm. It was a turning point. So everybody look for our episode on Knock Knock. Oh, God. <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, did you watch it on, is it on the Hulus? Uh, no. No, no right, I, you I, bought it. Yeah, right. I bought it, yeah. I so, thought it was on Hulu. It's got to be streaming somewhere. I would love it, too, if it was on Hulu or Netflix and you bought it for your ex. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even check. I was just like, I'm going to own it. You have limboed your way all the way. I mean, <laughs> that yeah. bar just keeps sinking. I know. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, no kidding. It's still Disaster July. It's still Disaster July, you'll say. But I'm my calendar says August. No, oh, but Disaster July, as you said last week, or last episode, whenever you said it, it's a state of mind. <laughs> It's a state of mind. It's a place that you go to in your heart, heart, soul place. And like time itself, nowadays, it knows no bounds. And I can't figure out (laughs) who or what or where or when I am at any given time. So Disaster July is everywhere. It's all around. It's the force. 
It's what binds yeah. us. Look, in the last, like, two weeks, I've watched two Eli Roth films. You think <laughs> a, a, the confines of a calendar month can contain me? <laughs> she will okay. not be contained! <laughs> I will not be contained, and I will not be ignored. <laughs> you pop out of the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Disaster July continues. We move into that apocryphal time known as the 90s. The 1990s, baby. With the film Daylight. What a uh, film. We had been in the 70s, trapped in the 70s. With yes. our disaster films. And I said, but Anthony, dare we? Dare we move into the 90s? <laughs> Anthony said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was just vaguely aware of what was happening. <laughs> yeah, and I pitched Daylight because to me, it's like, it feels like one of those 70s disaster movies. Does it ever? Right? It's too long. Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah. It definitely has a bonus act that nobody asked for. It truly has an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a disaster. So. And actually, it's a pretty wicked disaster. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of carnage. And it's like, it's it's a disaster that involves fire. It involves water. It involves mud. <laughs> this movie is rated PG-13 for, and I quote, disaster-related peril. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the the criteria for Disaster July, mm-hmm. no, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, watching it, I was like, boy, this one tugs at the heartstrings. They really get that maudlin music going. They have no mercy for any of the characters. You get emotional over. You see Amy Brenneman show up in her long floral skirt and her bowler hat. And you find yourself wistful for a gentler time. Amy Brenneman was my favorite part of this movie. The age of blossom. She's just this, yeah, this blossom bag lady playwright who's so (laughs) flustered all the time. She's so flustered that her new play she's working on is called The Final Falter. Falter like fault line. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Nobody and- knows. And then she just sits there and goes, Ugh! and it's just was act two lights up on. And she just goes, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> she is at full fluster from the very first frame. I love yeah. her. Well, she's got one of those stereotypical tiny New York apartments with the roaches and the rats. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all yep. that. And, uh, you know, who can blame her for being flustered? She's great. She's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a huge cast of characters. Right? Uh, uh, a- yeah. <laughs> Amy Brenneman. Vigo Mortensen. Blonde Vigo. Blonde, longish-haired Vigo. Yeah. As a famous extreme outdoorsman. Did that turn you on? (laughs) (laughs) As you dangle it in front of my face. As 
he dangles from a, a repel line. Yeah, you know, I really want I, I heard the words Vigo Mortensen, and I thought, oh, '90s Vigo, and I was like, you know, I'm I'm a team Vigo when it comes to olden days Vigo. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it was the blonde hair or just him playing this like. Elon Musky <laughs> spelunker, <laughs> but I was glad to see him go quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he felt very much like every celebrity right nowadays. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. with their inspirational vlogs. <laughs> yeah, and, and also what I want to see happen to them. But yeah, <laughs> you get Vigo, a blonde Vigo. Yeah, we love a blonde Vigo. We get. Claire Bloom, motherfucker. Excuse me, Claire Bloom. Right. Claire Bloom. Theo, lesbian Theo herself. Yeah. As a character named Eleanor. Yeah, I screamed. I felt like that was just for us. That had to have been... It had to be on purpose, right? Like, I feel like... I mean, it, it would it would be, like, too incestuous of a, re- of a reference if that makes sense uh if she was theo but like eleanor yeah. like come on yeah anyway Claire i screamed Bloom. and she looks fantastic and she does a mm-hmm. fantastic job as the she's like she sort of plays the you know these movies always have like a gloria swanson or an olivia de havilland or a you know yeah and she's sort of that role but just she stands in the back with her dog most of the movie. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a lot to do except to be perfect. Yeah, she literally is just there to like lead by example by being kind. <laughs> yeah. Uh we got a bus full of juvies. Yeah. One of whom was Sage Stallone, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um a great friend to horror movies he was. Mm-hmm. He founded Grindhouse Releasing. Oh, I did. Yeah, wow co-founded it i guess mm-hmm. um so if you've watched pieces lately on some nice uh piece of media thanks sage stallone okay Aww, light a little candle we have little baby danielle harris yeah um as a teenager <laughs> that <laughs> thank you because that is the extent of the role <laughs> yeah she well no because she's the teenager and she also does that thing that a lot of people did in movies of that era like um like in House on Haunted Hill and then oh there was another one we watched where this also happened but like the young woman that is always pointing her video camera at people mm-hmm. and she's like tell me how you feel dad <laughs> like, yeah yeah and, and that's well, all it's... she gets to do. It's like reality TV was just starting to be a thing, kind of, you know what I mean? Like the real world and shit like that. Yeah. Um, And everybody had a video camera, you know? And everybody wanted, like in this, in the 90s, everybody was a film student at one time or another. Right? Oh, oh my God. And every character in all media was a film student. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a bunch of other people. The movie starts with some palookas. I loved the palookas. The guys, the, like, New York guys. I love these kind of oh. movies. Like, the the movies with the giant casts or whatever. Or it even happens on My Beloved Night Soaps, where there's the the bit player who has one scene, and they are going to make the most of it. 
Yes. <clears throat> you know, and that was these guys at the beginning. The New York Palookas who were going to, they work for like the sanitation department. And they gotta, <laughs> they're gotta they going to bring this toxic waste through the Holland Tunnel. And, hey, where's my money? What do you mean I only got an hour? You know, like that. <laughs> I loved them. And so they're illegally going to bring a bunch of trucks full of toxic waste through the Holland Tunnel into New Jersey to bury it. Um, some movie punks. Uh, like, did, yeah, the, the, the kind of punks you only see in a movie. <laughs> did you see how they were credited in the credits? No. They were called, it just says, it just has one word for all three of them. Grunges. Oh! <laughs> the grunges. Oh, I love that. <laughs> They're basically the same punks from, like, Demons. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, yeah. Demons, um, Return of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. You know, one's got orange hair, the girl's trashy, the dude has a tattoo on his face. They steal a briefcase full of diamonds <laughs> and a car, and they're speeding away, and they end up in the tunnel. They cr- eventually crash into the toxic waste. It causes this huge explosion where so many people die. Part of the tunnel collapses, um, death, 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 and our, you know, our... Uh, disparate cast of characters are all trapped they have to get out and the only one who can help them is sylvester stallone obviously obviously and i said to myself why is this why is this cab driver suddenly because he's just playing a cab driver Mm -hmm. and that's how you find out like uh at one point um oh my god what's her name uh uh, Sakina Jaffrey from House of Cards. I love her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's just in a little, a tiny bit part, but she's like gets in the cab and he's like, she's all of a sudden he like turns around. He's like, where to? Or whatever. And then that's <laughs> the big intro of Sylvester Stallone. And then I was like, why is this cab driver suddenly tasking himself with solving everything? And you find out he is the disgraced former head of the, the emergency medical services or yeah. something. Yeah. He's like the yeah. king EMT or was. Right. Yeah. So he knows what to do and how to get these people out. And after his tragic past, he'll stop at nothing to rescue them. And through this whole movie, I was like, why is everybody calling him kid? He's 50 years old. This is weird. Same! And and then about 10 minutes from the end, I realized his name was Kit. Yeah, but everyone calls him kid. There is no Kit. Sorry, really quick, I just had to remind everyone of the part, the one part we did already miss, and that was very important to the plot, which was when the grunges stole the car, and then they got a fax <laughs> in the car <laughs> warning them about how bad it was to steal the car. That's true. You're being chased by the police now. Yeah, so anyway, the grunges got a fax in their car, and now Kit is yeah. is on the case. Yeah, and then, you know boy i don't know everything happens explosions uh floods <laughs> leaking if you thought the fire was bad wait for the water <laughs> it's true and then you know like this end is sealed and that end is sealed and then the evil transportation commissioner is like we need to drill into the tunnel and everybody's like no something about the pressure is gonna do something bad and she's like i don't care we need oh, money we yeah, need that, money that and, evil uh, woman yeah and uh you know so it's a race against time they have to get out of the tunnel before they drill through or they're all die some people die along the way it's all tragic it's and all tragic some people do not die the end 
That's that was a good life. episode. Thank you. Now, more about knock knock. <laughs> now let's get back to the matter at hand. <laughs> Which he puts on his suit. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Oh. I mean, you know what? Yeah, yeah. There's a dog. <laughs> Claire Bloom has a dog. At one point, you think the dog's dead, but then it's not. Which, okay. This sequence distressed me very much. It's, yeah. And I'm going to get down to why. So they they have to swim from one part of the tunnel to this, like, other part. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what the script said. Yeah. And, um... So that everyone goes one by one, and they they dunk the little head like they're being baptized, and then they swim under this little tunnel thing from the tunnel into the other part of the tunnel via a tunnel, and then everyone gets dumped, dumped, dunked. Claire Bloom goes down, and she swims, and she comes up, and she's all like, "Oh, it's cold," because it's also like they're gonna get hypothermia from the water because it's like below thirty degrees or something. And then, um, and then they send the dog down. And the dog goes down and then swim, swim, swim. And then next thing you know, like a whole scene has passed. And then Claire Bloom's like, where's the dog? And her husband's like, I'm sorry, I lost him. And and the dog, like, I guess just swam away while underwater. He said the leash broke. He said the leash broke. And so the whole, that whole scene, like, I assume the dog was there because, but they just didn't show the dog because I just keep hearing the tags jingling like they have the entire movie. <laughs> but then, so Claire Bloom finds out and she's like, no, because I guess the dog was like the last thing she had of her son who had died, right? Yeah. And so she says she spoils the dog and uh, Cooper. And so she finds out Cooper's dead and she's like, no. And then they all go trying to fix, like break this wall or figure something out to get out into the next section. And then they look and Claire Bloom is sitting there. And I said, don't you tell me she's fucking dead. I know. I said, don't you fucking tell me. And then they go up and they, they're like, oh, wake up. And then she's dead. And she's just sitting there. She died because her dog died. Yeah. And then they get into the next section. They're going to get out. And then all of a sudden they hear, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm glad the dog is alive. Yeah. But, but that better be Claire Bloom barking. Yeah. yeah. Or he goes, bark, bark. And they look. And Claire Bloom is tied to the dog. The oh. dog has, has jimmied like a harness system. Yes. Or the dog could have been a hero, and the dog is both pulling, um, what's his name? The guard? Cop guard guy? George. George, who I loved, that was, at this point, he had broken his neck, and he's tied to a board. The dog could have been pulling him, like, on a sled, and then Claire Bloom could have been on that, too. And the dog's like, boff, boff. (laughs) Like Titanic. Like, just like the acclaimed James Cameron vehicle, Titanic. (laughs) Yeah. Which it must be said probably is why the special effects weren't as good in this movie because all hands were on deck for Titanic at the same time. <laughs> 1996, baby. Yeah. So anyway, I just felt like that that dog coming back really just made Claire Bloom's death that much more stupid. Yeah, it's crazy, like, who does... Like, of the group of survivors, the ones who do die, it's like Claire Bloom and George, who's the, like, tunnel security dude who everybody really loves. The black tunnel security dude. Yeah. Who also... It must be said... Sorry, but it must be said also is, like, he's the only character that we have any investment in from the beginning Mm -hmm. because he has a a side story with this other woman that works the power room or security room or whatever Mm -hmm. and 
Ugh. Anyway, I was very... Yeah, he, well, he has someone to get back to. We meet him early on, etc., etc. And then it's like all the shitty people end up surviving. Or the people we don't even know their names. Yeah. End up surviving. Why not kill Claire Bloom's husband? You have Claire Bloom in your movie and you're going to kill her? They don't kill her husband, who I only know from, like, Tommy Boy and who isn't a legendary queen. Exactly. And Stacy, here's the thing. Okay, let's look at the victim count. Viggo Mortensen, great. Um, right, he was a douche. So. Yeah, and I love when he like repels down and he thinks he made it in time, and then he looks up all cool, and then he just gets totally crushed by everything. Yeah. Um, you get that, and then you have um one of the juvie kids, mm-hmm. uh, who also is black and who's like super aggro, and I was like, mm, this movie doesn't feel very advanced in terms of thinking about race. Like it's no, yeah. it's no frogs. Um. What is? Honestly. And then you get uh, Claire Bloom and then um, and then George. Mm-hmm. But I, I say to myself, not only, Stacey, do we have Claire Bloom's husband who could have died. Honestly, you could have killed Danielle Harris's entire family. Mm-hmm. Meaning her two parents, who are both her mom and dad, are Karens. They... <laughs> Yeah, they are the Karen family. Why did her parents live? I don't know. Like in the in the before the the accident, right? Like it's clear dad has had an affair. And so you're totally like on the mom's side because mom and Daniel Harris hate the dad. And so then they get into this place and the dad is a douchebag and then the mom is a douchebag. And so you're like, well, they both suck. They should have both died. And, like, from the get-go... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember how they revealed to us that he had an affair? <laughs> when they're driving in the family car, and they're bickering, and then ang- angsty so-called life teen Danielle Harris with her video camera, because she's a future investigative journalist of America, <laughs> turns the video camera to Dad in the car and says, Hey, Dad, how many vacations did you take Linda on? <laughs> It's great. Yeah. And then that unfolds, and then you think, okay, well, it's just the dad is this horrible asshole. And then the mom starts acting up, and she's She's like... the worst of all. She is. And and I also think the movie's a little sexist because she's like... Like, it starts out like the the movie really condemns the dad for being like a cheater and being just like a shitty angry... Like, he's an immediate aggro dude who's like, I need to be leading this situation, Stallone, and all that. (laughs) Except he calls him kid. And then then the mom somehow suddenly becomes worse where she's like, hey, I read about this guy. This guy got a bunch of people killed and that's why he's no longer the king of the EMTs or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And then she doesn't let up with that and then it reaches the point that the dad is like honey calm down we're helping him he's helping us out yeah the dad gets a redemption arc and a hug from danielle harris when it's all over meanwhile the mother she's a bitch she gives up and i wish those rats had eaten her oh there's one point where they're like trapped in the room and blah blah blah, and all these rats come in because the rats are trying to escape the rising flood waters and uh, the mom's like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here. I love everyone's screaming and she just sits there. Yeah. But unfortunately, the rats just ignore her as they're trying to get to safety. They're not stopping for a meal. Um, no. And then, like, she's rescued and that's it. And she, she, she sucks. Get a, yeah, she sucks. And she doesn't get a redemption arc. And 
You know, the dad does for whatever reason. Danielle Harris would have been better off without. She would have, she would have filmed, she would have filmed that all. Her parents would have died. <laughs> she would have sent the tape to Channel One Teen News. She would have become the next, instead of Anderson Cooper, we'd have her. We wouldn't have COVID-19. No, because she would have solved it. But the downside of that is I never would have watched Knock Knock. <laughs> So. so all of the deaths have been worth it, is what you're saying. I forgot about that part. <laughs> God, I'm the worst person. <laughs> no, at least your boner was happy. Oh my God. <laughs> I am the worst person. Stacy, you are not the worst person. You're... Are you That's one of the a- better ones? Questions out. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... You are a woman just trying to survive in this not only work a day, but mad, 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 mad world. Thank you. That's very generous of you. You're a true friend. <laughs> You're like... a true podcast co host. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. I apologize to everybody. Don't watch Knock Knock. Well, should you? Maybe. It depends. We're Do still you... talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Anthony, she had a suit. I'm gonna watch it now because of you. Okay. How many Should more emails else? do you have to send out, Samara? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you think those terror femmes sound good, then maybe you should watch it. While bearing in mind it's an Eli Roth film, it has Eli Roth dialogue. Okay, that's all I'll say. But yeah, at the same but, time... But at the same time, it's vastly worth it. It makes the... I was going to say, it makes the Green Inferno look bad. I'm like, the Green Inferno makes the Green Inferno look bad. <laughs> there. Fine. <laughs> I've said my piece until we inevitably do an episode on it. Inevitably. Inevitably. All that said, you are a good person. And mm. are you under duress? And maybe that influenced your need to watch Knock Knock. That maybe. could be. However, did you derive joy from it? And ultimately, that's all that matters? Yes. That's true. We are all just trying to survive, right? Yeah. That's why I can't stop watching. Well, um, I mean, also because it's homework for the show, but I can't stop watching disaster films because I I derive such joy from these movies. Right. And I have to say, this Daylight, I really enjoyed this. It's a good movie, right? It's a good... it's, It's a movie. Do you know, like... Do you know what I mean? This is not a film. This is a movie that you want to see in the theater. This is a you, this is a popcorn muncher, right? Not that I do that. Um, but th- yeah, it's a movie. Movie. It's directed by Rob Cohen. People. He did Fast and the Furious and the Romstein music videos. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Romstein. Du hast. <laughs> du hast mich. We all had our Ramstein phase. Okay? We did. Oh, when he pee on that audience. Oh, <laughs> it was the nineties, man. And you know what? I really was what impressed me about this movie. Um, Stallone holds it together. Stallone had a really great period in the mid nineties, right? Like he was still youngish. He's like fifty or something. Uh, you know, and he kind of had a little bit of a comeback. It was an action movie era. Um, and he made some really good ones. And he actually, you know, dabbled in drama and did a good job. He, like, 
that's I was like, he's a good actor in this. Yeah, he's and a I, good actor. I really like him. He's really he's really charismatic. I like his character. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I like I, it's weird because it's like he gets all these aggro people like screaming at him like I'm in charge like the the well the inmate that gets killed early on is like I'm in charge you have to go through me and he's like okay how are we gonna fix this like he like listens to everybody he listens to everybody he validates everybody he doesn't immediately get all roid ragey back at them he's just like okay you have an idea like let's hear your idea and then he's like come on everybody we can do anything yeah, no isn't that a line. It's literally a line, yeah. He's like, there's nothing we can't do together or something. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, like, getting into fights with all these people, he just, like, lets them have their stress moment. Yeah, even, even like, um, the Karen dad is, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he's like, I got a daughter, and that means my daughter, I have to be informed and making, I have to be a voice making decisions every step of the way. And then Stallone's like, that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. Like, is literally what he says. Yeah. And yeah. he's just, like, ultra-democratic, is, like, mm-hmm. such a chill dude. His butt looked good in the pants. He was, like, it's a nice guy. I liked mm-hmm. him. And yeah. I, here's why I'm surprised. Stacy, revelation time. I didn't realize until I was watching this that this is actually my first Stallone movie. <laughs> I'm shocked. I know. I looked back at the eye because as I was watching it, I was like, wait, have I actually seen any of his movies? Oh, wow. This is my first now. I just, I always assumed he was just some aggro dude and why would, and you know, he's, he also has this like kind of image of being sort of like, I mean, besides like action star, expendables, all that thing. Like he's kind of like, like I thought he was like really incoherent. <laughs> Yeah. Because he's all like, <laughs> in, like, yeah. media nowadays. But he's not at all like that in this. No. I mean, that's the way everybody always made fun of him for, for Rocky. You know what I mean? Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and, and these days he is, he has become, like, a wrestling candle version <laughs> of himself. <laughs> but his, like, 90s comeback, I recommend Copland. Um, I recommend Cliffhanger, which has some stuff, some 90s race stuff, but that's another action movie where he's, like, a good, disgraced dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, when I you, when so we started well. talking about this movie, you were, you said you had a deep love for Cliffhanger. Yeah. See, the advantage of being an old is that I saw these in the theater when they came out. <laughs> where they're meant to be seen versus where on a Blu-ray at home. Yeah. Stallone's great. I really, really liked it. I'm like, man, I have... Because I looked back at at the IMDb right after, and I was like, I have only seen him in Ants, the animated (laughs) film with Woody (laughs) Allen and Sharon Stone. Of course. Um, And uh, Death Race 2000, which he has a little role in. Mm. And I didn't even remember he was in that. All I remember, like any sane person, is Mary Warrenoff. So I mean, Rocky is a great movie, the first one, and he wrote it. Um, I need to get deep into <laughs> need to get deep into Sly. It seems well, like I guess so. I want to see that. That I want to see the Demolition Man and the Judge Dredd. I'm sure you want to see Rhinestone, co-starring Dolly Parton. Co-starring Dolly Parton, which Sylvester Stallone co-wrote. What? Yeah, well, he wrote Rocky. He's like a smart dude. Is he an I'm artist? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, yeah. And he's like, I'm just sorry. Like, he just always seemed like some, like, machismo buff guy to me. Yeah, well, he's all muscly. I don't know why that's a problem or why, because I like Arnold Schwarzenegger despite the awful things he's done. Mm-hmm. And I like, um, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren, but I don't understand why Sylvester Stallone just never crossed my radar. Right. So anyway, that was my big takeaway from Daylight, besides why I declare Boone die stupid. <laughs> Daylight! I do recommend Daylight if you're in the mood for a disaster movie. It's, uh, it, you know, you're absolutely right, though. It really is a 70s disaster movie. Yeah. That's, and that's, like, the 90s... And we might come back to some of those films, but the 90s sort of dipped into them here and there, but they still were, they didn't satisfy the same kind of criteria as much as like this really gets Right. what goes into a classic 70s disaster film. Yeah. Your varied cast of characters with recognizable actors. And they're all thrown in a situation. (laughs) You have your, the classic characters, like your grunges. Your grunges. Your your Dan Hedaya New York <laughs> chieftain. I love Dan Hedaya. Look. I'm thank you. He's an American treasure, is he not? Absolutely. And in this, he has a mustache. He has a mustache. You thought Dan Hedaya? He just leveled up. He's more Hedaya. <laughs> you have Claire Bloom as the as the 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 grand dame of this film. You have you have Danielle Harris as the angsty teen. You have Amy Brenneman as that flustered playwright. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry, but once again, when that car chase is happening. I know you want to sing the song. I don't want to sing it. It's just when you have the the grunges, they're not punks, the grunges getting that fax and driving that car into the barrels. And then you just, they cut to Amy Brenneman just singing, start spreading the news at, in full rage. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a 2020 look. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Stacy, did you did you stay stick around for the credits all the way through? Like any good disaster movie, this also wraps up with the theme song. Mm, no, I didn't catch that. Whenever there is love, parentheses Ooh. from Ooh. daylight <gasps> by Donna Summer and Bruce Roberts. Donna Summer. Yes, the music video because we got the we rented the Blu-ray for the, for Movie Madness for this. Donna Summer at one point, like it, she's like superimposed in the tunnels in the <gasps> video. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you the entire time. <laughs> at one point, she releases a dove. <laughs> And the dove's like, I can't get out of the tunnel. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, and it just flies around and gets stuck on one of those spikes. I have no idea who Bruce Roberts is, but he's just like, he's just some white guy wearing sunglasses that sings with her in this song for some reason. Wow. Oh, I love a theme song with parentheses. That's why we had, for our own movie, we had Barbara Streisand singing Corona People, parentheses, love theme from Corona Swarm. No, I didn't hear that because you know what I realized? But I realized at the end when they like pop up out of the river and everything, the shots of like Manhattan with the Twin Towers. Yeah. I had a little bit of a spiral. Yeah. Just a tiny, just a tiny one, but I'm just like, I am not okay with I, that. I can't imagine, especially, I mean, you having been a New Yorker, I can't imagine what that is. And, and during that... Yeah. I can't imagine what that would be. Because even in our own household, you know, we we only experienced that via the te- the television. Yeah. Um, but, like, when that shot came up, like, like I think even Maddie just went, oh. And we were kind of like, mm. 
Yeah. Because it's weird. It's weird. And, I, you know, I have known in the past that I have been not okay with it. But it turns out that, like, it's still... Yeah. I'm triggered, as the youth might say. Well... I, I mean... Th- I think that, that's like an authentic use of the word. I was going to say that word gets vastly overused, but you literally experience trauma living through that yeah. and yeah. living there for that. Um, yeah. So I do think that is a correct word use of that word. So, yeah. I mean, you would have had to have rewound the film to just go back to when Amy Brenneman got sucked through the river and launched out of the vent. <laughs> Just to, <laughs> yeah. just to yeah. clear your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but I'll have to, t- I'll have to find it on YouTube or something, or just you telling me about it. As I'll, well. you know, I'll just put it on and I'll point my film camera, my my film camera. <laughs> at what do you think about I'll... this song, Stacy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me your hot take, Stacy. <laughs> yeah, but it is good. That's how you know it's a real disaster movie. Thank you. Disaster July just keeps going and going. Disaster July might never end. And I say good. I love it. I love disaster movies. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll sprinkle in an Eli Roth film. And (laughs) everybody will say, what the fuck has happened to Gay Lords of Darkness? Yeah, Gayster Peace is now exclusively Eli Roth films. Okay, Stacey. All that aside. All of it. All of it. Every last bit aside. But deeply buried underneath. Uh, oh, there was that part of the movie where he said, um, we're going to see daylight. Yeah, I was like, that's the name of the movie. Yeah, I got so excited. I was like, they said the movie. Um, <laughs> are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? Oh, no, but I will anyway. I love this. It feels like being on this show, on the chopping block, feels how it feels to chew five gum, you know? (laughs) It's extreme. It's exhilarating. It's uh, get your blood pumping. That's like the Axe body spray of gum, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Well, yeah. I I would imagine that is what it's like to chew it. Um, yeah, and that sure. is what this game show is like. It's very... I love this segment. I'm happy that people enjoy listening to it. Um, but it also fills me with so much dread. Dread, stress, nervousness. And uh, on it, like I was saying, you know, it's... I can't tell if... I, like, I worry that my questions are too easy and maybe they are. But also, like... So much of the terror is those footsteps. Mm-hmm. As the heads they approach us. Um, you know, okay. It's a question and answer show. Yes. There are three categories. The contestant picks a category. In the category, there are five questions. You have ten seconds to answer the questions. As soon as you answer what wrong or the buzzer buzzes, the heads they, who has been approaching, will chop your head off and you are dead. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. It's dangerous, but that's what uh, that's what being a gay lord is all about. What do we win on this show? Nothing. <laughs> we just win not dying. Not that you win your life, so you better make the most of it. No one's won. Um, 
You came close last time. You got I came uh, close. You got to question five. Yeah, and then I messed it up. So here we go. Um, oh, I answered first last week, so I believe it's your turn to answer first. Your three categories are slice me off a piece of that beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> of mean oh and night soaps oh which are horror these are all horror related questions you know we're gonna have to save the slice me off a piece of that beefcake for another day because that's just too good (laughs) i i my inner um my inner mean girl has to go a queen of mean queens of mean Uh, please all right 500 i think you're gonna i think you're gonna get all of these do I have I th- to know like character names though? It depends on the question. Oh fuck! Okay, okay. I think you're gonna do it. I think you're gonna get through all five. I believe in you. Uh, but put your head on the block just in case. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, your ten seconds begins after I ask the question. Queens of Mean. Right. Question one. What is the name of Carrie White's nemesis as portrayed by the perfect Nancy Allen? <gasps> um. <laughs> oh. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Anthony's dead. <laughs> I had such confidence in you. What's her name? Chris Harginson. Chris Harginson. I just kept, my brain just kept saying, Sue Snell, Sue Snell, Sue. And I'm like, it's not Sue Snell. That's not who Sue Snell is. God damn it. Well. I just want to go past the first question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry you worked so hard on making 15 new questions. It's okay. I got to ask one of them. <laughs> Who doesn't love a 15-second game show? <laughs> it's like Quibi. We should be on Quibi. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. I'm crying. I'm so sad. <laughs> should have gone with that beefcake. I should have gone with that beefcake. <sighs> okay. All right. Okay. I'm good. Don't worry. I will also fail. Here I don't know. I worry. I think mine are too easy. Well, don't. Yeah, but still, panic situation. Okay. 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 I'm going to collect myself. It's really, honestly, I just need to collect myself in my shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Find my, my, find my strength place. My inner Lorenzo Izzo. <laughs> Stacey, are you ready for your categories, says my severed head? No, but oh. yes. Oh, okay, 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 great. Mixed signals, but I'm going I'm going with it. Categories are Perfect Queens from Outer Space. <laughs> which, which is which, in which you don't actually name the witch, you name the film. Uh, and then Zombie A Go-Go. Oh, I'm going to go, go, a go, go. Let's go, 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 zombie, go, go. Zombie, a go, go. All right. I feel like zombies today. Set your head on the chopping block, Stacey. I'm going to be a zombie in about 10 seconds. (laughs) We'll see. All right, here we go. Question one with 10 seconds once I ask. 
This zombie film features a killer soundtrack and while not a direct sequel, claims to take place in the same universe as Night of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Ding, ding, ding. Question two. What Italian horror sequel said it all with its tagline, We are going to eat you. Zombie! Ding, 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 ding. Question three. Lena Headey played a one-eyed version of Lady Catherine de Bourgh in what period horror crossover adaptation? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Question four. <laughs> I like hearing you grow up. Question four. In the original film, the infected were victims of viral demonic possession. In what remake were they just zombies with super rabies? In what remake? In the remake? Do you want the remake name? Quarantine. Ding, 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 ding. Oh my god, that took out. That was hard. (laughs) Question five. There's no I in team, but there's an I in meat pies. In what? Rom, zom, com. Meat pies. Rom-zom-com. Meat pies. Rom-zom-com. Meat pies. Oh, uh, dead, dead, uh, dead alive? No. This is pies, pies, pies. Um, pies. 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 You know... They say it like when the chicken gets its head cut off and it still runs around. I've never seen that before where the severed head just screams, Pies! Pies! In the basket. What is it? No, Stacey, I'm so sorry. You did a valiant effort. Um, the correct answer was Shaun of the Dead. Ah! Uh, what? There's no I in team, but there's an I in meat pies. Why do I not remember the meat pie? Oh. The real hint was rom All I could think was Fido. But you said dead alive. (laughs) Well, I know, but I knew it wasn't Fido. (laughs) That's the terror of the heads they, man. Well, let's face it. My head wasn't good for much, so. No! Your head has proved superior to mine. (laughs) Twice now. (laughs) Well, That's the you. you made it to question five again. I gotta beat this game one of these weeks, man. We are just losing our minds in Corona times. What is cor- what is quarantine doing to us? Where it's like we've invented, we do a game show now, and we're watching the complete filmography of Eli Roth and Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we deserve. If you have your a favorite Eli Roth film to suggest to us, please feel free to never email us. Yeah, please don't suggest it. <laughs> but you can find us on all social medias, whether we use it or not. Because spoiler alert, we kind of hate social media. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Gaylords of D. Uh, we are on Facebook at Gaylords of Darkness, and we're on Instagram at Gaylords of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Let us know uh, if you like the heads thing. I mean, we like it, so we're probably going to keep doing it. But, yeah, know. spoiler alert. Yeah. But, uh, you know, let us know what's up. How you doing? How's it going? 
<laughs> just email us. Tell us how you're feeling. <laughs> just, just give a little knock knock on the old uh, <laughs> social media, like that. See what I did? Yep. Uh, listen, <laughs> none of you can hate me more than I hate myself. Okay? <laughs> That's your job and yours alone. <laughs> That's right. Well, see you next time. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm going to guess yes. Ah, oh, oh, my my God. God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tune in next time for more Gaylord!